everyone, it's uh, Stéphane Pompin from Luxbox Podcast and I'm joined today by Stéphane Grain from Game Changer and CarrierPlaybook.com. Stéphane, thanks to be my guest today. Um, so can you tell us a, a little bit about yourself and your business? Hi Stéphane, thank you for the invitation. I'm really glad to be here. Um, about myself, really quickly in a nutshell, I've been working in Luxembourg for 10 years. First job in finance, and uh, after a few years, I noticed that I wasn't really made for that. So I made a career move and went into recruitment. Um, I had the opportunity to work for a quite famous uh, recruitment agency, and they teach me a lot. And after a few years, I decided to launch my own activity. So uh, I created a headhunting agency specializing in financial, uh, IT, and tech jobs. And the last two years, I I uh, concentrate my activity on a new pro project, which is supporting people on the job market. And uh, I created a methodology to help them find a new job faster and easier, I would say. Okay, and, and why did you really wanted to uh, set up your own job? You, uh, you, you, you wanted to do something very uh, particular or you wanted to work your own way? Yeah, I wanted to work my own way. And uh, I wanted to to make something that where I'm 100% responsible of the, of the success and also the failures, but just feeling 100% committed in my day-to-day -day activities. I, I didn't work, want to work for somebody else's objectives. I would say I wanted to achieve what I wanted to, to do. And uh, yeah, I was also looking for, for freedom for sure, because I was working in big companies and, where your framework is really limited and sometimes yes. you feel a bit stuck and I was feeling stuck a lot and yeah, I wasn't feeling really yes. good in there. So yes, same, same feeling for me. It's why, and one of the reasons why I decided to set up my, my own company. And, and like you said, it's, uh, it's nice to be able to set your own objectives and to be able mm -hmm. to, uh, uh, you know, uh, look forward to uh, your day to day work and, uh, and not working for somebody else. Uh, it's challenging, but also at the same time, very exciting. And, it is uh, very exciting for sure. And it's also something that we hear a lot since, uh, since 10 years, I would say the small, strong trends where people want to leave their job because they feel, they feel stuck there. And uh, of course, entrepreneurship is, uh, seems to be an opportunity here. But um, at the same time, it's also a big challenge, as you know, to be an entrepreneur and uh, it's not always as nice as it's sometimes show on the medias or, or some social medias. It's yeah, also, and, also a lot of struggles, different exactly. one, but yeah. And what, what is interesting also, it, it just maybe it's interesting for the, for the people that are listening is that um, we are both working in a co-working space um, in Luxembourg yeah. and it's how we met. Um, and and uh, the, the spirit in the, this co-working uh, space is quite great because you have a lot of entrepreneurs uh, on uh, that working that are working in different fields and uh, we are able to meet to discuss to uh, test new ideas uh, uh, between us and I think it's great and I, I don't know what you think about that. Yes the co-working space is definitely a great experience it's a it's a real pleasure to go there and work uh, work there and see other people and and I always say that it's so different compared to working in a company because in a company let's face it sometimes you have to fake having 
nice relationship with people and uh, because it's it's the game and you're you you're taking your coffee a colleague is coming you don't like this person so much because from xyz but you have yeah. to to play a small 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 theater here in the other co-working space it's great because it's it's 100 honest when you don't like the person you don't talk to the person and it's okay so the person you talk to are the one you do really appreciate and yeah and, and, really the, cool. and the idea of a co-working space, I think, is quite great um, because when you start as an entrepreneur, very often you are alone or maybe you are two or three and um, you, you need also the social interaction and uh, the mm -hmm. energy of uh, having people around you. And, and it's a great way to start um, your, your business. And it's also um, uh, something that is flexible. If you, uh, if you grow, you have more people, you can take more desks. Um, and I think it's yeah. Um, I when I moved to um, uh, to this co-working space it was the, the right move to do, and uh, and I, I met so uh, so many interesting people like you. So that's uh, that's great. Um, yeah. um, so so let's go back a bit uh, uh, on on your company, uh, Game Changer. Um, first, why uh, maybe the name? Why did you choose the name Game Changer and uh, and also uh, Career Playbook? Um, uh, because at the beginning, the, the recruitment agency and the job search methodology were under the same name, which was Game Changer. And uh, yes, I wanted to make an impact in, in the career of the person. So it's a bit changed the game. I'm also a big, big fan of sports. So Game Changer is coming from the, the sports industry. It's the, the turning point during a game, which makes that the team is winning. So yeah, Game Changer impacting. This is the roots of the name. Oh, great. And um, so, um, so Game Changer, what, uh, how is it different from um, any other recruitment company that is on the market? Uh, uh, how differentiate you from what they are doing? It's, uh, it's because this, it's strong specialization on jobs in uh, finance, IT and tech. Mm -hmm. So that's the differentiation. It's also actually the, the differentiation is me because uh, I'm the person that is recruiting for the company. So it's coming from the fact that I've been working in finance and I have a strong understanding of the jobs. And uh, this definitely helped me when I have to make some headhunting on LinkedIn or, or other sources. I am able to really quickly have interesting discussion with professionals in finance because I exactly know what you are talking about. So they like that because uh, it's it's easier to quickly know if there is a, a fit between the candidate and the jobs that the mm -hmm. company is proposing. And for the company, it's also uh, very interesting that I understand the jobs because I will not waste them time by presenting people that don't correspond to their needs. Yeah. What, what, I, what, what I've noticed is that you have um, um, on your website, you have a methodology that is uh, a bit different from uh, what is usually done. Uh, you have uh, videos and trainings that are, can be organized as well. How, how does it work? Can, can you explain a bit about it? Yes, I'm trying to use the, the tools uh, available right now. Uh, nothing really different regarding the recruitment process because uh, I tried to incorporate the videos during the recruitment process. And when I was working also in a, within Michael Page, who's a big leader in the recruitment industry, yeah. We were trying to integrate the video in the recruitment process, and actually we noticed that it wasn't so effective because um, there are some people who are really good communicator in real life, but yeah. when it's a video, they are absolutely different. 
it's and difficult. Yeah, you're right. It's difficult. So, and some people, they are normal, average, I would say, in communication in real life, but doing the video, for some reason, they glow, they are great. And we notice that the video can be a strong bias and especially a negative bias from some people. So that's why I'm not uh, using the video during the recruitment process. So it's, it's more for as a training that you use it? Then. Yeah, I use the video for, for communication uh, channels. Sometimes I also send videos to clients where I give a quick uh, explanation of what the candidate do, uh, his profile, past experience, accomplishments, what he can bring to the, the company. It's leveraging the, the tools we have today to, to improve the, the process. And uh, with, with the whole situation with the coronavirus, how was uh, the, the recruitment process? Uh, uh, because I suppose that you did a lot uh, using um, online tools, videos and so on. Um, that, do you think it has an impact, a negative one or positive one on the way you are working? Yes, uh, the, the, the COVID-19 definitely had an impact uh, on, on recruitment. And just to give you some numbers, 70% uh, of companies reduce their, their recruitment. Okay. Only 30% only keep the same rhythm. 30%, mm -hmm. the other 30%, they froze. Yeah. And, and the rest, they, they just reduce on the, yeah. So it's definitely a, a challenge right now, but it's difficult to, to give an overview of the recruitment because we must differentiate the different type of jobs, uh, the industry. Yeah. And um, I think that the company that continue to hire today are either big player who have strong financials behind so they can continue to mm -hmm. invest in recruitment or young companies we want to grow and take advantage of the current situation. Yeah. And I, I am working with both types of companies. I'm working with big financial institutions. They know they have to continue to hire right now because recruiting is a momentum. Uh, you always get the fruits of what you did two months before. Yeah. And yeah. big companies, they know that. Plus, they have the money, so they continue to hire. Then we have the small, mid-sized startup. They know that the human is central for their success. Mm -hmm. And they also have a more aggressive approach, which is let's take advantage of this tricky situation where we know that the majority of other companies will freeze and will be a bit, a bit uh, in what we call scarcity. And they will take advantage and say, yeah, it's the time to maybe uh, steal good employee in other companies yeah. and show them that we are here, even if it's a bit tricky, we are ready to explode. And we will not wait to have more positive signs because I've seen things right now, nobody knows the future and we yeah. must ask right now, uh, having in a head somewhere that of course it's, it's possible that it gets more complicated, but at the same time, we should not be stuck. But yeah, I think yeah. we should, I mean, I, I, I've discussed uh, with quite a lot of our, our um, uh, corporate accounts and uh, basically they, they think that uh, wrong, uh, right, rightly or wrongly, uh, I don't know that they still need to uh, to, to recruit because they, like you said, mm -hmm. they need the momentum, and uh, most of them um, decided to uh, keep recruiting, maybe reducing a bit the pace, but uh, they know that they will still need some talents, and that, that if they don't do it now, it will be difficult uh, in a few months' time to uh, re recruit when the, the 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 market is going to be better. Mm -hmm. and, um, so it's interesting to have your, your, your view on it, on it as well. And, and 
Yeah, and on did you do any um, recruitment interview using videos or, or not at all during the, the lockdown? Yes, actually during the lockdown, it's the first time that I made several recruitments, 100% using the video. Because before it was part of the process, yeah. I would say for the first step of the recruitment process. And then, of course, people will meet face to face because we need to meet people. It's, yes, it's, yes, it's, yes. I'm absolute, I, I'm 100% digital. I think it's a great thing, but recruitment is a human thing. You need to meet the person. You need to feel the energy and this kind of, of things. And um, yeah, I think it's part of it. But during the lockdown, very surprisingly, I had several recruitment without any face-to-face uh, -face, uh, and contact. And it, it, went, it went well? Um, it went well, yes. Yeah. It went well. I mean, Visio, it's... It's a good thing when you get uh, comfortable with it. I wasn't very comfortable with that first because I prefer definitely meeting person, but I'm getting more and more comfortable and I think it's possible to have great discussion. And yeah, uh, I, I was the same. I, I uh, before the lockdown, I didn't really use a lot of videos or video conference. Mm -hmm. um, and, and because of the lockdown, uh, I had to move to, uh, you know, to Zoom, to, uh, uh, to Skype uh, much more and uh, to do interviews and uh, uh, to have, uh, you know, meetings with my customers via um, uh, video. And, uh, well, you, it's, it's just a matter of training. You get used to it. Mm -hmm. Like you said, I, I miss, uh, you know, um, going to networking events, meeting people. I know uh, you miss that. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's part of the human being to be able to, mm -hmm. uh, you know, meet people and, uh, uh, and, and to be... Uh, only doing videos on the long term is not possible. Uh, mm -hmm. we, we need to uh, we need to physically meet people. We need yeah, and it and networking is also part of uh, job search or career transition. Yeah, networking is also a big part when you're looking for a job. And yeah, people, I'm working now with people, helping them uh, find a new job. And the networking 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 part is missing. And uh, yeah, it's also a challenge because uh, visual are great, but you only can talk to one people, maybe 10, but yeah. it's not as strong as a uh, face-to-face networking. Event. Yeah, I've, I've been to, um, I participate, participated to workshops as well online, uh, which is, I mean, the, the format was working perfectly well. The only thing is that you are missing, you know, uh, being able to ask questions. And then when you have breaks, talk to the participants mm -hmm. and, and, you know, meet new people. Uh, and on using videos is not possible. Uh, mm -hmm. So um, yeah, interesting that uh, you, you were able to, uh, and, and good for you that you were able to use uh, uh, videos to do the recruitment. Yeah, it's, um, also, it's also thanks to the company and the candidates because they are, they are okay with it. Oh yes, yeah. I, because um, some, com some companies, I think they would be a bit reluctant to only recruit a person based on the... Well, but they, maybe they, did, they didn't have any choice if they wanted to recruit. If it was yeah, the also, and, <laughs> yeah and, it's, and once again, it depends on the type of, of profile of the, of the person. Yeah. Where, uh, when you're recruiting people who are really uh, technical, experts profile, it's a bit less important that the person is a great uh, communicator. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. so it's okay. Yeah. And um, so uh, going back to uh, uh, the, the, um, the, the recruitment field, uh, what advice you would give to someone who, uh, you know, wanted to um, uh, do a career in, in recruitment? Uh, is it, is it uh, uh, hard? Is it um, uh, exciting? Uh, uh, do you need to, uh, um, you know, do specific schools, specific training to do that? 
Um, I really love my job. I love the headhunting uh, activity. So I would say it's an exciting job. There is no routine. And uh, you don't need specific uh, diplomas. Of course, it's better if you have education because it, it will help for your general culture. As I said, it's always an asset when you have a strong understanding of the jobs you will recruit mm -hmm. because it gives you more credibility and understanding when you're facing the candidate and the company. And um, I think it's an industry that has a reputation that is not... Um, 100% accurate of what it is in reality. And especially two things. The first one is that uh, recruitment and headhunting jobs, they are, they are really sales job actually. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's a strong uh, misunderstanding that people have here most of the time. And also when job seekers are dealing with recruitment agency, they sometimes don't understand that the recruitment agency is not here to help them find a job. Yeah. The recruitment agency job is to help the clients find the candidate. Yeah, yeah. Of course, of course, at the end, the person will get the job. So, but it's, it's part of the process. It's only a result and only a few get the job. And um, yeah, that's a misunderstanding. And yeah, uh, it's, second, it's like for us as well, when, you know, I receive a lot of people sending me you know, uh, requests for assistance uh, in, in job search because they think that as we are doing immigration and work permits, we are able to assist them with the, the job hunting as well, which is not the case at all. So there's mm -hmm. a lot of uh, misunderstanding on the market on, you know, what is uh, job search, job hunting, headhunters. Um, and it's true that sometimes people are a bit confused with uh, uh, mm -hmm. all those, uh, those, those uh, jobs uh, and, and different companies doing different things as well. And the second thing, I said the first one was it's a really sales-oriented job. The second thing is that it's also a a project management job in terms that you are managing around 10 and 15 different recruitment process at the same time. So at, uh, you need to be an organized person because mm -hmm. you can sometimes lose track and you're always following up with the candidates, with the companies, the different candidates, the different companies, and you have all this process. And uh, yes, you need to be able to manage uh, all of this. So I would say these are the two big misconceptions for the jobs. It's really sales-oriented and really project management-oriented. And as you notice, there are not so much human resources in there. Yeah, exactly. You are, you are dealing with human a lot. Of course, you need to be a very empathic person. You need to be curious. You need to love people because, yeah. believe me, people can sometimes be really complicated uh, during a, a process. And it's a variable that you need to master. So... Yeah, because uh, a candidate can think that he's a perfect match, and then uh, he doesn't get the job. Yeah. He doesn't understand why, and and you have a lot of um, explanation as well to uh, uh, to give, I suppose, to uh, mm -hmm. why uh, it wasn't the fit or uh, uh, why you know uh, they they didn't succeed in in uh, during the interview, things like that. Uh, do, you mm -hmm. give, do you give a lot of feedback in uh, in your job as well um, uh, in your company? Oh, yes, we give uh, a lot of feedback and uh, it's always difficult because, you know, the, I don't think a lot of headhunters will admit that, but we are human and uh, we humans sometimes take decisions based on emotions. Yeah. And, and then we rationalize the decision with logic because we need to, to give facts, numbers and arguments. But first, it was an emotional decision based on feeling, 
based on things you can't really explain. And then you back, you back it up with numbers, example, blah, blah, blah. And we face that a lot in uh, recruitment. The managers came back to me and say, I don't want this guy in my team. And of course, my job is to please develop, give me something because I need to give feedback to the candidates. So yeah, it's not always easy to give. It's not always easy to get the feedback from companies. And sometimes it's a feedback you can't share. Yeah. And uh, then it's also um, how, how comfortable you are to give a, a feedback that can hurt the feeling of the person. Yeah. Yeah, I, always, I always try to, to give a, a fair feedback, but I also, I'm also very um, paying attention of the emotional level of the person because I know that job search is a very sensitive moment and you don't want to come with a very big feedback like, uh, I don't know, something very huge, like you are a very bad communicator or you have, uh, well, it's, but you it's, have to be careful. Yeah, it's interesting what you're saying because um, on one hand, you don't want to hurt the feelings you need to know the person in front of you. Uh, but in another another way, it's it's also important that the person knows exactly she's missing uh, uh you know uh, maybe communication skills that uh, that person could you know take extra training or mm -hmm. do other things or make sure that next time uh they they will uh, train to be better on what they are uh, they, they were you know um, not good at mm -hmm. if they don't have any feedback they will continue the same way and uh, which which is a pity because they cannot you know improve yes but here it's a very, very in interesting and long topic because feedback is always uh, what job seekers are talking about and very mad against recruiters or hiring managers because they don't get feedback. With my experience being on the two sides of the table and also working within the HR departments, I think that feedback are a bit overrated because when you're a confident person, when you know your value, when you know what you can bring to the company, it's not really important to have the feedback from a person that just read your CV once or just read your LinkedIn profile. Yeah, I mean, are. it's not important. It's mm -hmm. a different situation when you add two, three interviews, then it gets really personal. Then, yes, the company must give a feedback. Yeah, it's, sure. it's, more, it's, it's more that part because, of course, no, no, um, definitely. CV has been rejected. Uh, well, you know, it's uh, you, mm -hmm. they maybe 100 candidates, bad luck, you're, you, were, you were ejected. But when you had, um, uh, you know, uh, like my son had five interviews and he didn't get uh, his, um, his uh, internship uh, and uh, his, the, the feedback was just, uh, you didn't get the job. Wow. Mm -hmm. so when you had five interviews for an internship and you don't have any feedback, then it's, you're wondering what you, you did wrong or maybe you didn't do anything wrong. Mm -hmm. But it would have been good to have, you know, a kind of, yeah, a kind of small feedback about the whole situation. No, it's important. It's important. To improve, to improve and to try to do better next time. Or maybe it's important to, to mm. Yeah, or maybe because the you you, you know the, the job you were uh, uh, interviewing for was really not for you and uh, you, you you would you need also to uh, um, uh, know about that that uh, you shouldn't you know try try and try to get this, the job you think you are good at or that you want mm -hmm. but you are not the uh, the perfect fit and you should look for something else. But it's, it's a very interesting topic because I noticed that most of the time job seekers, when they don't get the job, they think it's their fault. Mm -hmm. And it's normal. It's, uh, it's logic. You say, I didn't get the job. It's my fault. What did I do wrong? But as a recruiter, 
I know that most of the time it's not the candidate's fault, actually. It's external thing that happens. And believe me, you will be surprised the multiple reasons for which a candidate cannot be taken. And, it, and not based on the candidate at all. There are a lot of things. It's a decision coming from the management. It's a budget thing. It's a strategy change. It's another candidate that is just better. And uh, it's not your fault if they came with a better guy. And sometimes it's a personal, personality fit. And it happens so many reasons that I always say to candidates, it's not you. It's not your fault. I'm not saying you should not improve and try to, to uh, make some iteration in your process and so on, of course. But a lot of time, it's not even the fault of the, the candidate. Okay. Um, let's come back about your um, uh, journey as an entrepreneur. Um, so you, you set up your, your, your company and um, maybe what, what didn't you expect when you set up your, your company uh, and uh, became an entrepreneur? Uh, any difficulties, uh, any things that you didn't expect um, uh, during your journey? I didn't expect a lot of things. Uh, now it's been four years, you know, and to be honest, it's not, it's not easy. And I, I know that today there is a romantic vision of uh, entrepreneur on the social media, as you see a lot of young, successful people with big cars. But the truth is that it's really difficult. And you are really quickly facing your limits. And you are really quickly uh, facing doubt. Um, the way you see things, reorganization, the way you manage your time, the way you think. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, I've, I face a lot of, uh, of challenge. One of the first ones that I really uh, didn't expect is that what you said at the beginning with the co-working space. You are so alone. And now and you realize how much the, the, your work is important in your social life. Yeah. Your work is your social life. In, in uh, most cases, yeah, you, you are right. And uh, I remember, I think, uh, because I always worked for big companies and I had a lot of colleagues. And uh, I remember after, I think it was six, seven months uh, working alone. I remember one day I, I just jumped in my car, went in first coffee, uh, and you know, uh, took a coffee, stayed here for one hour reading the newspaper, just having people around me uh, because I was so mm -hmm. alone. Uh, and not able to communicate with people. So I, I, I clearly understand. And it's why I decided to move to, uh, to the co-working space because we were alone in an office, which was well, not the best thing to be mm -hmm. motivated and, uh, and to have you know, ideas from other people as well. Mm -hmm. And you're also alone in the way you're facing because now you're an entrepreneur, you are facing, a, it's like when you're looking for a job, when you're looking for a job, you are in a specific situation and people who have a job today, they seem to want to help you. They, they are supportive, but they don't, they're not looking for a job right now. They're not in this place where they are full of fear, questions. And when you're an entrepreneur, it's the same. You, you just sometimes don't sleep at night because you don't know how you will pay the bills. You don't see a clear vision of the next step. And uh, sometimes you can feel alone. That's why the co-working space, on top of meeting other people, you also meet other people in the same situation. So, yeah, it's a very, very good thing, the, the co-working space, definitely. And um, what, uh, is there one thing that you wish you had known uh, when you started um, as an entrepreneur uh, that could have helped you from the beginning uh, or, you know, everything was clear from the start or 
you know, because sometimes, you know, you have a, a clear vision of what you want to do and how the life of an entrepreneur is. But at the end, the reality is not always, you know, uh, so bright. And uh, uh, you, sometimes you wish you had known things before. So is, is there any specific thing that you would wish you had known at the beginning? A lot of things, actually. <laughs> I don't even know what to begin with, but... Uh, Maybe main ones? Uh, I think organization and productivity was my, my biggest challenge. And um, I was coming for big, big companies, so I already have a structure, a way to work. So I think I was in the average in terms of productivity. But when you're an entrepreneur, Average is not enough. You need to be a top performers. And it's sometimes people ask me, what do you think is the one thing to become a, an entrepreneur? I have, do I have the DNA of an entrepreneur? And I always ask them, are you a top performer in your company? Because in every company, there is a person that is super active, getting a lot of results, production. And you need to be this person if you launch your own company. And it took me, it took me time to, to achieve that. And I tried a lot of system, organization, process, and so on. And yes, I wish I, I got that earlier in the, the process, the organization. It's interesting what you're saying because, um, um, uh, I, I mean, I've, I've set up my business in, in a field that I already known, uh -huh. where big co companies that uh, were very good at processes, systems, and so uh -huh. on. So I was able to set up most of it in my new company. Um, the main issue is the uh, uh, planification of your time, uh, mm -hmm. the uh, organization of your time. And it's it, sometimes you are uh, going too deep in some of the tasks uh, and uh, losing time uh, on tasks that are more important. Mm -hmm. and, uh, you only have 24 hours in a day and part of it you are supposed to sleep. So you, you have to be very careful. And I had a discussion with someone yesterday about that subject that I start to think that I need to be uh, planning a bit more my, uh, my day and my week, uh, but really putting slots in my calendar saying, okay, that day. Ah, okay. Uh, I see uh, the, this. Yeah, because sometimes it's, of course, when you, you have things that will happen, you will have to change it. But I think I need to formalize it a bit more. And as an entrepreneur, I think it's important as well, um, because otherwise you lose track and you go in every, uh, uh, you know, in every direction, and you don't perform as uh, as well as you should do. Mm -hmm. No, definitely. And I think the other big challenge is uh, is facing yourself, because I always say that we are our worst enemy. Because if our mind is not supporting us, we can do anything. And we are our worst enemy. And uh, these last four years, I learned so, so much about myself. And I was put in so many situations where I had to face the devil and the other side of me that don't want to do the work, that is lazy, that is only looking for short results, that is, uh, can be very negative. And it's also difficult because you have this constant discussion between uh, those two and i mean this is for everybody it's not only about entrepreneurship but during entrepreneurship you will have this discussion all the time yeah because you're basically you don't have uh, anyone to report to except yourself mm -hmm. so you are responsible for what you're doing on a daily basis and of course if you don't do it 
uh, well, you, you can only blame yourself. You cannot, you know, uh, you don't have a boss on the top who will tell you, okay, today you have to do this and this or, you know, put you back in mm -hmm. the right direction. And it's important. Yeah, like you said, you can be your worst enemy if you don't, uh, uh, you know, put yourself uh, in a kind of box uh, to make sure that you work in the, the right track. Yes, and the other thing is what's called the imposter syndrome, because when you're alone, you're only selling your person and you can't hide behind a big name. I was working in, in companies with very big names that everybody knew. So I would say, hey, I'm Stefan from Michael Page. I'm Stefan from here. So people, they don't even listen to the, I'm Stefan, they just hear Michael Page. Oh, okay, I know this company. I know Coca-Cola, Google. It's unconsciously uh, reminds them of a certain level of quality and so on. And now it's just, yeah, I'm Stefan. And actually you say the same, I'm Stefan. Yeah. And, uh, and you can- Personal branding, you cannot hide. It's, it's yourself, it's your personal uh -huh. brand. So game changer is Stefan Brun. Uh, you know, uh, for me, Lux Rilo, it's, uh, it's Stefan Confin. We are, you know, it's, it's uh, intricate age. Uh, so you, you cannot, like you said, you cannot hide. You cannot hide. And sometimes I think we all have that. We are, scared that somebody came and say hey you are fraud you don't know nothing and i think it's something we all have because i have this discussion a lot and with people who were super successful this imposter syndrome we all have it somewhere and when i'm interviewing people for a new job sometimes i can feel that they don't have 100 confidence of what they can do and bring and it's normal we all have that but once again when you're entrepreneur it's you're facing this every time because you have to to establish the prices of your service. You have to explain the results the person will get from the service. So if you're not coming from a place where you're really um, convinced and confident about what you can bring, it's also very challenging. Yeah, I agree, I agree. It's a lot of psychological and mindset uh, one, uh, but I, with the years, you begin to resolve each of them one after the other. That's why I think that resilience and uh, the fact that always show up every day and do the work, even if it's not a good day, I think it's the ultimate best thing you can do because at the end you will stay win positive. if you continue. Sorry? Yeah, and stay positive as well. Yeah, and always continue and continue and keep, uh, keep the work, keep the work, keep the work. And it will come so in, in your uh, in your journey for the past four years any big failure that uh, you didn't expect and uh, that was a bit you know difficult to overcome or how did you overcome if you had any difficulty yeah i think the big biggest mistake i made was in my uh, marketing strategy because um, I was listening to a lot of people online that were explaining how to get more prospects slash leads via the internet. And a lot of them were suggesting to create a lot of content to, um, to get leads. And uh, I think I, I focused too much on that the two first year, trying to create articles, uh, videos, and so on. And uh, once again, it's what I said, I wasn't well organized. So I spent too much time on this and I didn't get the return, the return on investment I yeah. should have. And that's, it's one of the biggest mistakes I made because it cost me a lot of time yeah. and I didn't get the return uh, on that. I think it was better to take the phone and stop writing articles and take the phone and call maybe 10 person instead of writing this article. But in my head, this article would reach 
thousands of people and hundreds of them will call me back. Well, yeah. didn't didn't yeah. work at all. So yeah, uh, it's it's interesting because it shows that sometimes when you listen to the wrong person and uh, the wrong source, it can really arms you. But it's my fault because I was so convinced they were right and I was seeing that it was working for them. I'm not saying content doesn't work. Content works, and you know that better yeah, than me. It depends. It, it, it can depend on the industry. It can depend mm -hmm. on, on uh, the content you are writing. Uh, it, it can also depend if you are consistent in writing it or not. Um, so there's a lot of, uh, of things that uh, uh, can impact the way uh, you communicate and, and how mm -hmm. you can have any return. Uh, but I think you cannot have only one channel of marketing. You need to have especially mm -hmm. nowadays with you know different generation um you need to use multiple multiple channels uh, you know direct calls uh, uh emailing and things like that uh, because uh you're not sure that you know uh, one thing will work for everybody and uh i i made also the same mistake at the beginning you're just focusing on one way of selling and, and mm -hmm. it wasn't the proper the pro proper one to do Oh, it's it's a big challenge today, though, the visibility, because the the online world is so full of noise, of uh, information. We get uh, massively, uh, they are throwing so much thing at us. I mean, even our brain, they are not ready to get so much information. So as an entrepreneur and also as a job seeker, you need, you need to be visible. And today it's a real challenge because there are so much things going on. Look at LinkedIn. You are a big user of LinkedIn. And... Uh, Yes, you, you see your wall right now is so full of information, of course. Everybody is posting uh, yeah, yeah, today. Yeah. And it's, it's the difficulty is to, to, yeah, to uh, have a, uh, a way of doing it uh, so that it doesn't impact your day-to-day your -day, um, uh, work, uh, but enable you to still be visible. visible. So it's it's the it's a bit challenging to have you know the right balance the right mix uh, in terms of of marketing and sales um, and like you said so so much communication that uh, to stand out of the crowd you need to be different and uh, and what you are doing as a game changer is is different from what uh, a lot of the uh, you know traditional recruitment companies are are doing on the market. Yes, you need to be different uh, today. There is no no other choice. You need to to get very good at something. And first, choose your niche, what you want to do, and then uh, try to get very good at it. Because if you stay too general, you're just like everybody else and you're not standing from the crowd. Yeah, for sure. It's easy to say it, but it's still something I'm working on right now, to, to be honest. Because I think you can always uh, improve the message. You can always improve the people you target. Because with experience, you know where you will, what are the type of pe person you can really help. And, help mm -hmm. get the good results and yeah once again it's also something it's an ongoing process yeah um may, maybe on the more personal thing do you have any passion uh, apart from your job that uh, uh, you don't normally share with uh, with your uh, uh, colleagues or, or network uh, are, are you doing things outside of work that uh, you can share with us of course i'm a big basketball fan I'm a big uh, NBA follower, and I, I don't know if you watched The Last Dance on Netflix. No, it was, I didn't. It was, 
Okay, you miss, you should watch that because for entrepreneur, it's definitely a big source of motivation because we all know Michael Jordan for yeah. what he was, big athlete, successful uh, basketball player. But and I love this. But is is very impressive. Um, what's very impressive is the way he thinks, and he has such a competitive mindset and. Sometimes he was even harassing people and very, very, uh, very aggressive or indeed yeah, offensive. I think, offensive I think there's, a lot of, yeah, there's a lot of uh, interactions and, and similarities between uh, the, the sports and uh, entrepreneurship because you need to have a strong mindset and you, mm -hmm. need, you need to be consistent. You need to, uh, you know, move forward. Um, so, yeah, I, I'll, I'll try to watch it because uh, I always... That's a great way. You, you will not regret it. And sports is very important. Uh, I've I, I been always making sports, or I'm a big fan for sure. But even during recruitments, I always have a look if the person makes some sports because, and especially people who make high level competition sports, because those type of people, they always have the same mindset. They are competitors. Yeah. They know that they have to train super hard before seeing the first results. So they are hard worker. They, they love the pain. They love the effort. And of course, in companies, these are also the type of person that will succeed because they, they know that there is no shortcut, short results. It's a long time, longer term game. And they are, they are good to, to play it. And they are strong because when you are competitors, you need to be strong because you will face so much failures uh, during competitions that at the end yeah. it's you 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 get stronger you, you, yeah you you need to reinvent yourself and you need to uh, mm -hmm. overcome the failure and like an entrepreneur you fail mm -hmm. or, or somebody in a in a business you know you fail you need to be ready to uh, you know uh, get out and uh, and fight back again um uh, do you play any baskets or Yes, I still play, yeah, but just for fun. I'm old now, so <laughs> I try. I try to play only with old people like me. They're not so fast, and uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. I also, I also, I enjoy the, the. I enjoyed it's a big word, but it's this uh, pause, two month pause, allow me to to do a bit more uh, forest biking. So yeah, it was good to to be back in the nature. I would say and be more in the forest. And, yeah, that's, uh, that, that was a great time I used as well, mm -hmm. uh, uh, enjoying myself, going out and uh, running and uh, uh, playing te uh, table tennis with my, my sons as well, which I didn't do for uh, ages. So mm -hmm. we have competition against us uh, every day. So that's fun. It <laughs> um, was a very, very challenging time. And uh, I think we just talk about failure and challenges. And I think this break will um, accelerate a lot of things yeah and uh, the corporate world slash the job market was changing since 10 years since 2008 and the subprime crisis this last 10 years was also very different from what we had before but i think what happened this last month will create an acceleration of change and i always said um, the job market is changing and uh, there will be no turning back yeah, I think there will be a, a big change on the on the on the job market. Yeah. I'm reading a lot of articles about people saying, "Well, I'm not ready to go back to my work the way it was," mm -hmm. uh, or people that you know, uh, for for him for them, uh, uh, home working was too difficult. But for the, for others, it was just you know uh, fantastic, and they don't want to go 
back to the, the same life, uh, taking the, mm -hmm. the, the train, the tube uh, every morning uh, and losing time. And, you know, they want to have uh, to, to be able to work from home. So it's going to be an interesting time uh, for the, uh, the job seekers, but also for the, the companies that will have to adapt and also the recruiters that will have to adapt to the new situation. Yes, yes, definitely. And I mean, it's the first time in, actually, it's the first time in my life that I have two months where I can really focus on myself and uh, I wasn't uh, uh, interrupted or notificated with my phone. And I think it was the same for all of us. And we live lives that are so quick. We are the head in our work. And here we have the time to take the time, have, have a breath and think. And like you said, people will take big decisions. Mm -hmm. So, well, um, so maybe lastly, what are your two, three best tips uh, or advice that uh, you could give uh, to our listeners wanting to launch their own business or to start as an entrepreneur? Is there, you know, any tips uh, that could help them? Um, I think the first one would be to, to launch something that you love. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes business creator, they just launch something because of the business opportunity. And uh, yes, you need to launch something that you love and you're passionate about. And it's not because I believe that you are happier when you work in something that you're passionate, because it's not always the case. But it will help you to make the second most important thing that is showing up every day and continue to, to work every day. And if you're not passionate, you will not be able to do that. So that's the second tips is continue every day, every, every day, never stop, keep uh, positive. And uh, the other thing, like I said, is being, be a top performance, super productive, super organized, uh, able to, to, to get results, very, very important. And the last thing I would say, this is the most important and this is where I'm, I'm here right now. It's uh, try to fail quick, fail. You need to fail because, uh, we don't play to not lose, we play to win. It's yeah. from Harvest Specter and Suits. And I think it's important. And the objective is to fail quick, try a lot of things quick. And if it doesn't work, move on. And don't wait because it's also something I did. I was waiting too much to launch videos and so on. And now it's, I do it, it doesn't work. Next, next, next. Because the quicker you fail, the quicker you get the feedback and the quicker you can uh, improve. Yeah, and, and talking about videos, you, it doesn't need to be perfect. And like, like mm -hmm. I mean, at the beginning i always thought you know i need to be perfect you know perfect video uh perfect recording and so on and so on but if you do that then you don't move forward you just you just lose your time uh just you know you have to move try it it works it, if it works go you know continue if it doesn't work move to something else and uh you, yes, you're right exactly. you, need, you need to fail a few things and then find the one the, the one thing that will work and uh, and just push push on it Mm -hmm. yes definitely okay um uh, it was it was great to uh, to have you um, on the podcast um if our listeners want to connect with you uh, what is the best way to do that um uh, website linkedin yes linkedin is a is a good way to to connect i use it a lot i'm very present in there so if people have any question about the job market and uh they should feel free to to contact okay so i will i will put uh, you know your uh, details uh, linkedin details on on the, the notes of the podcast so if people want to use, uh, to connect with you they they will be able to do that okay Perfect. um
thanks for joining the podcast, Stefan. I, I really enjoy your uh, our discussions. Uh, it was uh, really insightful, and um, uh, I hope it will be also the same for our listeners. Thanks, thanks a lot. Thanks a lot, Stefan. It was a pleasure. Bye bye.